This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. What's good, Buckeye Nation? Welcome to Land Grant Holy Land's Instant Recap Podcast, where we are instant recapping nothing. We are just giving you a bi-week show because you deserve it for being loyal listeners. And there are some things to talk about, even though it's not actually games. I'm guessing this is coming out on Saturday, so here's hoping that um, here's hoping that you watched a good slate of games and then got shocked and surprised that this is in your feed. And was like, what are they recapping? There's nothing going on. And you get to sit with us while you're watching the nightcap, having a nightcap. As always, uh, I'm Jordan, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris, who, as you're listening to this, is suffering through a fall wedding. How are you doing, Chris? Uh, as you guys are listening to it, not well. But <laughs> recording the show, I'm doing pretty well. I like, I like this. It's an instant recap of the midway point of the season for Ohio State. So we're midway recapping in a way. And I'm excited about it. I, and uh, I, I just think we kept it simple here. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. So buckle up. Yeah, so what we are doing today, we are doing a midway check-in. We are doing position grades for coaches and positions and just going to kind of talk a little bit about uh, the teams. Uh, Not too, too in-depth because we went a lot more in-depth on our buck-off show um, where we kind of uh, did a little bit more. But this is kind of just real quick grades, real quick thoughts, instant reactions of the, the grades we give. So uh, <laughs> should we start? We can just go in order. We'll start at the top. We'll go down. We'll go offense, go through the offense and go through the defense. Um, at the midway point, Buckeyes are 6-0. and uh, You ask some people they haven't been tested. You ask other people they're the best team in the country. 
You ask me, they have not showed the weakness of other teams, and some of those teams have showed weaknesses against worse teams than we have played. So you can say we haven't been tested, but who really has? The average Um, margin of victory is 33 points. Like They haven't had a game that's been decided by single digits. Every other team in the country does. Yeah, and you can look at the average margin of victory and say they haven't been tested, or you can look at it and say they've been dominant. I tend to lean that way. So we're not going to be here long. Let's go down our grades. Chris, let's start with quarterbacks. Uh, The quarterback, of course, C.J. Stroud. You have the stats. You want to do the stats, and then we'll give the grades. Yeah, I got the stats here for C.J. Stroud. He is Completed 113 passes on 160 attempts. That's good for 70% on the year. 1,700 yards, 10.9 yards per completion, 24 touchdowns to three interceptions. And I'm pretty sure that 24 touchdowns is leading the way in the country. And so is a lot of his stats. He's also the one stat over, or the one quarterback over 200 in quarterback efficiency rating per Mike Bassford of Ohio State. So uh, 207.6 there. That's how efficient he's been at getting his job done. Uh, I gave him an A. Yeah, I gave him an A-. minus. You can't have three straight games with interceptions. Like, come on, dude. Even if one was on the wide receiver, and I understand that's being super critical because he's amazing, but it's just like, come on now. Like, especially because the next game is Iowa, and, like, are you going to throw a pick in Iowa? Then you're going to have a pick in four straight games. Like, so, A minus. Still amazing. Still first round draft pick. Still going to be the next quarterback to lead us to a national championship. But it's, you just can't have three straight games with interceptions. Yeah. And for the whole unit, I, I will say, Kyle, despite not being allowed to let Cook, 12 completions, 16 attempts, 157 yards, 10 yards completion. That's not you know, a little over it. And he's got one touchdown pass, that beautiful throw to Jaden Ballard, who did the work for him. Yeah, that's how it should be as a quarterback. Make the little guys do the work for you. And Devin's handed the ball off. So all three done their jobs well. Yep. Um, I am in support of that. Um, I think A, A minus, whatever you decide to do, uh, he's been great. Nothing to complain about. I think he's going on and on to solidify himself as the best quarterback in Ohio State history. And you cannot like that I said that, but I'm not going to stop saying it. So we're going to move on to running back, which is arguably uh, one of the best positions on the field, if not the best position on the field, which is hilarious because we were all concerned about the depth at running back, especially when we lost um, Evan Pryor. And I remember saying uh, as a way to ease myself, not really even like educate you all, just kind of like saying it to myself that I looked at the stats and the Buckeyes have all only ever really had two running backs who got carries. Um, and so far that has sufficed. You have um, the running back carries. Uh, yeah. Stats so and- it's honestly crazy. You're going to be kind of surprised at the third backs total attempts, but it is Mayan Williams, 64 attempts, 497 yards. Uh, Travion Henderson, 69 attempts, 436 yards. Uh, Dallin Hayden, 52 attempts, 250 yards. Uh, wow. That, that, that shocked me when I saw it, and I, I, it's, it's really a 
That's a pretty big number for a third back at Ohio State to be that's, that close to the first two. That's what happens when you get every fourth quarter snap because uh, they refuse to throw the ball. He's get, he's he's getting like 15 snaps a game, really, because, I mean, he's getting one or two in the first half, three or four in the third quarter, you know, and then he's getting all of the fourth until they put in T.C. Caffey. Yeah, and that's when you know it's really over. When the closer TC comes in, but uh, for my grade, I gave him an A. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't feel like they earned a plus yet. I want to see. I want to see. I think mine kind of did against Rutgers, but then I thought, man, that's Rutgers. So A. Yeah, they get the A plus for me for two reasons. Reason number one, Mayan Williams is amazing. Reason number two. Uh, Travion Henderson, despite not having the big gains, um, has played a style that has been very good and more complete. Um, and I think sometimes to the detriment of the big games, I think sometimes people are just playing Ohio State differently and not and not letting up those big runs. And because it's like. No one's really getting big runs, but the offensive line's much better. So I don't think that's the running backs. I think that's on how they're being played, if you ask me. And maybe I'm crazy for that, but I just feel like there's something more going on when the offensive line is one of the best in the country, as we talked on Buck Off. Um, you should listen to that to hear where they where they um where they sit. On, on some of these statistics for the offensive line to be so good, but for the running backs not to have a bunch of good plays, I don't think that means running backs are playing bad. I think defenses are playing in a certain way to limit the big plays running the ball. Um, and so, and then the third reason, even though I said two, come on, TC Caffrey's touchdown and Dallin Hayden has showed himself to be the back of the future. Like you got to give him the plus off of TC Caffrey alone like that. And, and Xavier Johnson getting in there, like this as a yeah. unit, they like there's nothing to be complained about. I don't think they fumbled the ball once. Like they they get they earned the plus for me. Yeah, to be honest, like I, a lot of talk this season's been about like what happens if one of them gets seriously hurt. It's like you got two former linebackers who played running back, and you're not taking Steel Chambers away, so you just put Chip Trainum, who's compared to Hercules back there. If that's your fifth guy, I'm not too scared, honestly. Sixth guy. With Xavier Johnson right now, so they've got depth, and you might be right. I, I'm sticking with my A, but they could have a plus from you. That's fair. I'm yeah. not going to hate. If we're arguing A's and A's and A pluses, I think we're doing pretty well. If you ask me, yeah, no, I'm with you. So, so next group, wide receivers. Um, I mean, Marvin Harrison uh-huh. Jr., Emeka Ibuka. Uh, Julian Fleming finally getting on the field and showing what he's doing. Uh, I mean, it's been a great trio, even if it's not the trio that you expected to see. I mean, I guess it kind of is. Although the way they talked about Cam Babb, you, you would have thought that Cam Babb would be playing over some of these guys if he wasn't injured. I mean, obviously what's going on with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, I gave them an A+. Plus. Uh, I mean, first of all, because they're playing amazing, but also just for bouncing back from losing Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, not just as a talent, as a leader in that room and none of them had extensive playing experience. Literally the most playing experience they all had was the Rose Bowl and some of them didn't even really play much in the Rose Bowl. Like, I mean, me and you have been super high on Julian, especially you because you're like, he has some of the best non-catches I've ever seen but he didn't have that many catches and you could argue it's because the refs, you know, 
uh, BS them and stuff like that yeah. on on some of those sideline catches, but he didn't have them. He didn't have expensive playing time, extensive playing time. He's been injured. Like you just couldn't project what they've been doing. And without Jackson, I think that that they deserved a plus. And I'm really just like at this point, as I was going through this, like man, I'm being way too easy on this team. And then I really put in some thought, and I was like, no, like. How could you say anything else? So, I mean, what's your grade? Yeah, I gave him an A. Uh, I, I might come around to the plus here just looking at the stats. You got a Mecca Igbuka, 35 receptions, 655 yards. That's averaging over 100 yards per game. You got Marvin Harrison Jr., 31 catches, 536 yards. And uh, I'm missing the touchdowns. All right. Uh, Mecca has six touchdowns. Marvin has nine touchdowns. Uh, honestly, Julian Fleming has five touchdowns, but he's he's lagging a little bit behind in catches. 15 receptions, 222 yards, uh, 12.9 yards per catch for – or 14.8 yards per catch for Julian. Uh, overall, I, I, I they've been playing incredibly well. Uh, I don't think they've really had any games where I was, like, mad about their performances, but I, I kind of reserved – my A plus is for one group because I, I guess we've talked about three groups, so I needed them for another group. That's fair. I, I was a little bit more liberal, and it's uh, with mine, and it's just because I felt that they deserved them. Like, because in my opinion, like all the the groups, like quarterback didn't get it right, but the other groups you could argue is the best group on the team. Yeah. Like, like you can, if, and I feel like if you can argue that they deserve the plus, like you could argue that the running backs are the best group on the team, that they've been carrying the load, that they have two running backs who've been doing a lot, um, that they have, you know, paced the offense, that they're very uh, a huge part of the success in the red zone yeah. and a huge part and- of this success in short yardage because. We're running the ball in the red zone. Like, they're not really throwing a lot of red zone touchdowns. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of the touchdowns are passing touchdowns are coming from outside the red zone. They're making it so teams can't just sit back and be like, your receivers aren't going to beat us. So, it's giving the receivers one-on-one matchups. It's giving receivers space to work. So, yeah, that's the gun new to you want. And overall, the offense is getting a plus for me. But um, the receivers, I'm going to give them an A. I'm keeping it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm totally, I'm totally fine with that. Um, offensive line, I mean, what what do you got to say? I, I mean, like, what got, can you say? Like, I got an A plus plus here, three pluses, A plus plus plus. Uh, this has been my favorite. Like, anytime I've strapped up to rewatch a game or gotten to a favorite, because offensive lines, like, one of those things in the moment, like you see a little bit, but once you're like rewatching and you're like clipping back through plays over and over again, it's like, man, these guys are moving people. These offensive linemen are moving in space and getting out to that second level. Uh, third and short, they just moved the entire defensive line five yards to the right, and the running back just had to fall. Like that is what they're playing. They've given up four sacks on the year. Like you said, like, we went into detail about the stats, but like they're number one in uh, what was the stat? They're number one in stuff rate. They never get stuff six point nine percent of the time. Uh, number one in average line yards. Like the two stats, I think define elite offensive lines not getting stuff and gaining your team yards before they even hand the ball off. So they're doing both well. Uh, I, I there's going to be a lot of guys drafted from that. 
Yeah, um, I mean, literally, what more can you say? And the offense, the 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 passing game and the running game do not go anywhere without the offensive line. They've been healthy. They have had continuity. They have not given up sacks. They've not given up a lot of false starts, holdings. Like, they're not really costing the team on the drives and that kind of stuff. They've been burying dude. I mean, anything that you want from an offensive line, you've seen from them. Whatever the, you know, whatever the physicality has been there. Again, the red zone stuff doesn't happen without them because we're running the ball for those touchdowns. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not really passing them a lot. Uh, Mayan Williams had five rushing touchdowns in a game, which means at a certain point when you knew they were running the ball, you still couldn't stop them. So, I mean, opening up holes, you watch like, you know, you watch the film back kind of like what you were saying, or you look at screenshots, and they're literally resetting the line of scrimmage. Um, It's... Uh, yeah, they may not be the best team. I would argue that they are the best unit. I would argue that maybe they are, but they're probably the most integral. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. It's hard because when you get the flash of the receivers versus like the necessity of the offensive line, it kind of changes like the weighting of it. And I, I'm taking necessity over flash any day of the week. So they're probably my best group on the team right now. Yeah, I I don't have any problem with that at all. I think that's very fair. And I think saying that, you have to give Justin Fry all the credit in the world. You have to give all the players credit in the world. I mean, they spent, not that they were lying, but they spent all of this time, like, you know, telling us, like, hey, um, it's going to be very hard for Paris to go back to left tackle. Like Donovan Jackson has never started before. Um, you know, Dewan Jones came back to improve his draft stock. He needs to work on XX and X thing. And um, it's like, damn, were you lying to us? <laughs> like, and obviously they weren't, but you know, those are real concerns, but they just haven't been concerns. And that, that speaks uh, wonders over what this unit is and what they have been doing. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. Do you want to include the tight ends with the offensive line or do you want to give them their own grade? Um, I, I, let's include them with the offensive linemen because they mainly block and we can throw baby Gronk in with the wide receivers. Maybe maybe baby Gronk's enough to get the wide receivers to a, a plus for you. A, a plus. plus. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's see. Like six games in. 16 catches. That means he's pacing for 32 catches in the regular season. Can he get to 40? I don't know. If he gets to 40, they'll get an A-plus for me on the year. Uh, I mean, he might He might have five, six catches against uh, Iowa, and that gets him there. Yeah. Uh, I'm just uh, – I, I, I think he's played well. I'm very excited. It was exciting to see G. Scott score a touchdown. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like the work that goes into a position change. Like if I was grading the tight ends, I'd probably give them an A based on my expectations for that group before the season and how it's actually been applied to the field. Well, Which also they've been destroying guys blocking the ball. Like oh yeah, the combo when, blocks with the tackles and stuff. Like my god, like it's it hasn't been close. You literally have uh, tight ends one on one taking defensive ends out the paint. Like. They deserve their own grade. It's an A. It's whatever. It's an A. They deserve it. It's yeah. So I, I kind of want to. I, I want to like take a pause here. Like, if you guys 
have any disagreements about this, you could tweet at us about it. Like, I like because I I know we're we sometimes like we get a little we overstep, we get real excited. We're like, man, everything we've seen's been so awesome. Like, if you guys have different grades, like I'd love to hear them because I want to know your reasoning why. Yeah, and it's and like I said, when I was thinking about this, I really was like, am I being too easy on the team? But I can't like I can't pick out a single. I don't want to give the team rat poison, honestly. Yeah, but here's the other thing: an A is only ninety percent, right? Like depending on how you're grading and stuff. Like they've been ninety percent. Like, like you know, I'm not giving them a hundred percent. There's a couple A minuses in there, a couple A's. Like, but it's. <laughs> What is the concern? What's the concern? Yeah. It's hard to find one right now, and that's where I meant. So I, that's why I wanted to say that. I like because I know we're being generous. I know our grades are high. Like last year when we graded this, like the groups, we were like very rough. I, I don't think anyone got an A. So it's not like we're not willing to give bad grades. I just think that they. I mean, like. By, by far the best offensive. They're a hundred percent. They're a hundred percent best offense in the country. And red zone. That is a shocking improvement from last year. That is an improvement that, like, I can't even explain how they got that good in one off season. These grades are deserved. This is not us being like hyperbolic or being like, you know, low grades or whatever. No, don't like, call this me is, a homer. This is accuracy. Yeah, I'm with it. I, I, I'm like the A plus plus. Like I've just been so excited watching Justin Fry coach this group. So that's where I'm at with them. The tight ends. But Kevin Wilson earned his paycheck this year, so can't be mad. Yeah, not at all. So um, we still need to do an ad break. So we're going to go to the ad break right now, and then we will come back and we will do the defense. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What is good? Welcome back to the middle of the season, the bi-week instant recap that we're going to give to you on Saturday, even though there's not a game. So back to these instant recaps, these instant grades. We have the defense left. Defensive line, and for everyone that says we are tough, we're not tough graders, we're BSing, you'll see that that is not true on the defensive end. Defensive side, but going to defense and defensive end specifically, because they're probably the group that has us a little bit lower um, than what maybe you would think. Um, Defensive line. I gave him an A minus. Uh, the minus comes in largely because um, they have not been getting sacks. Um, also, there's been a, just a couple of stupid penalties, the hands to the face, and that kind of stuff. I think uh, it probably would have been a B plus, but the four sack performance uh, stepped it up for me. My call having three and a half sacks on like eight snaps uh, is really kind of did it for me, even though he's only credited with two and a half because of a penalty. Um, 
you know, Zach Harrison hands to the face. I think that was that one. So, um, yeah, but I, I think like it's an A minus because they could do better. But if they stayed at this rate the entire season, I think we'd be fine. But they could definitely, I think, could stand to be a little bit more dominant. And I think they could stand to stop playing certain players. Yeah, I mean, I gave them a B plus. I think my head's in the place where there's five guys who probably get an A, and it's kind of what you alluded to at the end. And then there's like three or four guys who are playing often that don't give me enough to like be excited, you know? So that took me down to a B plus, And I still think you need those guys like for depth, especially throughout a 12 game season when you're trying to play 15 games, you still need the depth guys. But the drop off for Mike Hall and Teron Vincent to the second team right now, and the drop off from Jack Sawyer and JT to the second team right now is pretty significant a lot of the time. So uh, that's where I'm at a B plus. I think the starters get an A. I think the second unit, third unit, they get a they get like a C and B in the opposite order. So the second unit gets a B and then a C. So that gives me a B plus. Oh, if I was doing that, I'd give the second unit a C and the third unit a B. Third unit has Caden Curry. They've been balling. Like it's the second unit. Some of those older guys that come in when the when like you start to get gassed, like that wasn't Caden Curry and them that give up that seventy yard touchdown. So to Braylon Allen, like the second the the actual second unit, um, like not the reserve starters, like not one A one B. The actual second unit of those older guys has not been good. And then the third unit has come in with Caden Curry and some of the young guys and gotten some pressure. Yeah. So, um, He's on threes. They're, they're pretty dominant. Yeah. So, but, yeah, um, I just think overall, I think the starters elite, I think the groups behind them need to see some more. Yeah. Uh, linebackers, A. I mean, what more can you say? I think a. that uh, <laughs> I think that Tommy, Tommy, the Tommy train is off the rails. Uh, you are allowed to join the Tommy train. But we're what not we slowing down, and we're charging you triple. Yeah, three times the price. Yeah, it's three times the price. We're charging you triple, and we're not slowing down. You better hit a full speed and hop on, uh, and, and hang on for your life. Um, so yeah. the starting linebackers have 81 combined tackles. Sheesh. Three and a half sacks. Sheesh. Um, two pass deflections, an interception. Um, they got, they're filling a statue. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, Tommy's at what? Let me guess. So last time I did the count, he was at 33. And then he had, I know he had seven, but I think I missed two games. Is he over 50? Or uh, right at not 50? over. He's at 50 exactly in total tackles. Ah, look at me doing math. All right. Perfect. 50 halfway through. I told you he's going to get to 100. He's going to get to 100. I did the math. Yes. I did the math. And I said that he should like the the way he was averaging. He was going to hit 99 tackles like in game 12, like 97, something like that. And I was like, if he has another like 10, 12 tackle performance, he's going to get to 100. And Iowa's still there. He's going to have 15 tackles against Iowa. They're not going to yeah, go to necessity. He's going to have 15 tackles. And if yeah. he doesn't, that means something went very wrong for Ohio State. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, Steele, 31 total tackles. He's been a very good number two for him. Um, I think they've both just done a great job. Uh, Cody Simon with 20 tackles, like kind of in that fill in role. I think you got to give him credit. 
Uh, those have been the only three that have really played. Yeah. yeah. Snaps. So, and I think all three of them have done a commendable job. The first two more so, but like even Cody Simon's getting his job done when he's in there. So I don't think there's anything you could say to not give this group an A. And like, that's like basing it off expectations, looking at it reality compared to the rest of the country. Like expectations, I think I had a C on this group. Yeah, uh, for sure. Reality, it's an A. So yep. sometimes those things are pleasantly surprising. Yeah, I think between Iowa and Northwestern, Tommy's going to have like 25 tackles, one and a half sacks, and like six tackles for loss. Because yeah. those teams are just going to try to run the ball, and he's going to destroy them. Like, yeah, no, it's not going to be pretty for him. So, yeah, so. Uh, Moving on to safeties, um, one of the best groups on the field. Um, I have them at a B plus uh, because Josh Proctor has has made some lapses. Um, I mean, you have to give Tanner McAllister some credit for making that play, but like he was out of position. And I think I think it's a little bit tough grading. You know, maybe kind of going into a little bit of like what Jim knows wants from the group. So we're going to grade it a little tough. But I mean, they've been really good. Like you know, everyone has stepped in and has really done. Done some things for real. I mean, um, Lathan Ransom. I, I think for me, the reason it's a B plus um, is Josh Proctor. Like, I, I think that instead of being four deep like we thought they are, they're really just kind of three deep. Um, and then Cameron Hamlin and Josh Proctor. Yeah, has kind of like, you know, a little bit of injury, that kind of stuff. But they haven't really been what I thought they were going to be. Uh, I'm a little bit I'm not disappointed. I'm a little I can't even say I'm upset because t- it's great because Tanner has been much better than I thought he was going to be, which is a huge plus. But yeah. I definitely had predicted that Cam Martinez was going to take over. Yeah, that we, were both, we were both there. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, B plus. But I, I think they have a chance by the end of the season to be an A for sure. There's just some yeah. like minor things that that they need to kind of clean up a couple of missed tackles, uh, uh, you know, limiting some of the big plays a little bit. Um, and the corners will help a, when you so. get there, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I gave them an A. Uh, this is probably the group I was most generous with. Cause I think they're my favorite group to watch. Oh, well, besides the offensive line, they're my favorite defensive group to watch right now, just cause how much they're moving around pre-snap, all the responsibilities they have. I like Ronnie's, Ronnie's the man, Ronnie the Rocket Hickman. And then I think just like the fluidity they've had of just being able to be like, oh, Lathan Ransom's out this week. All right, Josh Proctor's here. Oh, Josh Proctor's out this week. Yeah, well, Lathan Ransom's the guy now. Oh, Karen McAllister, the guy who's been in the system for four years is out. Oh, well, Cam Martinez is good. He'll be fine. And they all end up being fine. I think Perry Eliano gets an A for how he has this group prepared. And I I just think four deep, like, they're just all guys. I don't think any of them are that significantly better than each other of, like, the – wait, it's five guys. And they all just play good football. Yeah, I was I, like I said, I was maybe a little harsh on the on the group, but I think that uh, there's a couple. Just like I said, some of the little missed tackles, some of the kind of things, and I really think Josh Proctor, uh, who has not been terrible, I just think he's lower in the grade a little bit, but uh, still, a, still a great group. Uh, still, probably better than many expected, including probably Knowles in his, in his first year. Yeah, especially with how complex it is for those guys. Yeah. 
for sure. But I just think like if we're giving grades and we're trying to keep it even, I'm not putting safeties on the same level as the linebackers or the offensive line or the wide receivers. They've been good, but they haven't been that dominant for me. And so they're just knocking down a slight peg. Just, just a slight one, but not much. Hey, they still need to be motivated. I understand. Yeah, this, that's it. So last group. Yeah, we don't even want to talk about this group. We just, kind of talked about them in depth in uh, Bug Off. A yeah, bit, so. they, they get this. I have a C minus. I'm not. I, I mean, maybe the C minus is like, harsh. Maybe you I give them like a C because they're young guys. Yeah, maybe yes. I gave them a C. Um, and it's really honestly with what Ryan Day said. Like They're always there. They're in position. They're just not making plays. So I think that's half of it. So I guess yeah, but that's the worst part. That's like going to class and just not turning in your homework. Yeah, you have exactly. 100% of so. attendance where you're not turning in your homework. I'm not like, yeah, I, that's why I they got to see because they show up. They do like the in-class assignments. So they just don't turn in their homework when they have to do it on their own. They're also not doing good on the test. And yeah. C C minus not that big of a deal. Like it, it's gonna close. get <laughs> Yeah, it, it's close. It, it's like it's like that professor that doesn't round up. Like you're like you know I have them like you know one point away from a, a C, and you're just like please round up, and they don't. So just give me that extra point two five. I'm trying to go to grad school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's well, uh, so? Yeah, I think we talked about it. They've been very injury riddled uh, as a group. They have struggled to make plays on the ball. The rest of the defense has improved a ton. The cornerbacks are taking a step back, so it probably looks much worse than it actually is. But because when everyone else, it's like when everyone else is having a great time when you're like out, and then like you know when you have that one friend who's just not having a good time, like it really stands out. And that's exactly what's happened with these corners. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And I think the other thing is like the big plays are typically on the corners and so are a lot of the uh, penalties that the defense yeah. gets is on the corners. So that's another reason for the low grade for me. Um, it's like we put, we said that you get put out on the island, so you're going to have some penalties. You're going to have some mistakes. It just feels like there's been a lot. A little too much, a little too much. Um, some stuff that definitely should be cleaned up. But overall, I mean, the the offense is getting an A, and the defense is probably at an A minus. The C minus brings them down a little bit. Maybe they're at a B plus, but I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, B plus A minus at the halfway point, it's only going to get better. And you think this defense is going to be a top ten defense in almost every statistic at the halfway point? Jim Knowles didn't expect that. He like he he didn't. That was the goal. It was the goal, but I can't say he expected it. And he tried to temper expectations. You know, he was honest that he doesn't have a long time to fix it, but he was also honest on how hard it is to do this defense and some of this other kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, and I mean, like they're there. So. So uh, very, even despite the one C minus, very happy with the overall team, with the overall group. And uh, I think they've been, I mean, this at this point, it's this is healthy. a national championship team. Yeah. And like get healthy in the spots that are hurt. Um, and then you can really evaluate these positions from there. Yep. And that is what the bye week is for. And that's where we're at. We're in the bye week. Um I don't know. I, I, I wanted to grade the coaches, but I feel like the new coaches, hey, Tim Walton's group struggling a little too early to tell, you know, transitional stuff. But every other new coach gets an A. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, 
very Dion Tim Walton. Very happy. Very, um, very happy, very content with what's going on. Very much excited for what's coming next. Uh, not dreading anything. And as it goes, it just more and more confidence in what this team can do. Um, and I'm dangerously close. This I'm was d- arguably our most Homer <laughs> podcast we've ever done. And I don't even like it. They don't even feel like a Homer podcast. Because we were just being honest, too. Like, I don't think we've ever pulled our punches when they've been available. And it's like time. Like, I was going through the grades just like you. And I was like, man, I'm giving out a lot of A's. Yeah. I think the I think the biggest problem, not even problem or the thing that can contribute to the homerism is we've watched a fully healthy Bama struggle with Texas. And we've watched... Uh, unhealthy Bama really struggle. We've watched Georgia give up 20 plus points to scrubs and literally need the final four minutes to beat Missouri. Like we've watched Caleb Williams not be able to complete a pass against drop eight. Like it's just a part of it is like not just what the team is doing. It's what they're doing compared to everyone else. And it's hard not to feel, you know, content. Pretty good. Yeah. Six games, I don't think you could have asked for a better start. No. I, th- I think that's, that's, that's it. That's, so That's all I got. So Yeah, that's all I got. We're going to let you get back to the games after we shot dropped a, uh, a podcast. But unlike sneakers, everyone hits on this podcast. Everyone's a winner uh, when we shock drop things and you actually get notifications to your apps. Unlike sneakers, you always, if you're me, you always find out about the shock drops way after they drop. Uh, and the so, shoes are already $500. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's it for us. Enjoy the rest of the games. Uh, Chris, enjoy your wedding this weekend, but really enjoy the after the wedding. Cause that's always the best part. Uh, hopefully uh, you get to catch, Hopefully you get to catch some games. Um, any final words? No, I'm just really excited for half number two of this football season, of this regular season, because it's not the true halfway point when the expectations 15 games. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. You can follow uh, me at JordanW330. Chris, where can they follow you? Follow me at Chris Rennie CFB, and then you can find all my written work in the Land Grant Holy Land feed. Yes, sir. Go Bucks, as always.